in the realms of the spirit when you were carrying him there was a big challenge in the realm of the spirit it was a difficult pregnancy to yes. carry him yes. to the point that it looked like you're going to lose him at some point yes. because i remember i am seeing it in the realms of the spirit when you're about four months going to five months yes. i saw you bleeding that yes. you thought that you actually lost him yes yes professor so i am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because i'm hearing one saying god with us and the other one is saying emmanuel uh, what is that when i got to this place i saw an address like 8111 the angel told me walk five steps i walked five steps and i saw like unit five i saw a two i saw a nine i saw another nine i saw a three i saw a zero i saw a b it's like a paved view or something like that but huh? I don't know what this is. I'm seeing a D, an R, and an N. But I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You said what? Clariosto improdovida shalakate le mande Proveinde nkishta agoshta alova kalamande le pronde ligista I pray for you in the name of Jesus That the Lord will touch you wherever you are I pray that the Sulam anointing shall come upon you as you listen to this prayer I pray that your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes and your spiritual understanding shall be unlocked this day. I pray that the mysteries of Jehovah God shall be released unto you. I pray that you may know his power, that you may know his love, that you may know his might in your life this day. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. May what was impossible become possible now. Lande le kishta avuka la bronde le kishta vara kia sei. Mevra tufta ika la vande le bronde dia. La clariosto fradeike le kishta avuka talamande. Laisti constelesta in glory fantelino. Mevretita atuva kashuka prave dia amande. Langa tita labra de liga oka pavake tila mande le pronde vikate. Zila kusha, mevrafia azufekei. Kinkarabasonte lekeia azuke prade kishta amande le kushta. Pravakushte ikarabakante le teleba sovare. Makusha arade dia azaka talabante. Monde le kashte iza azuva 
Meria Azuka Dalaman de Karabatoste, Capro Sotoloman de Lekeshta Azuka Ramande, Mavo, Mavo, Mavo. I pray that my encounters with the Lord will become your encounters. I pray that every single angelic visitation that I've experienced, may the Lord favor you today. May the Lord give you the grace to see the things that I have seen and beyond. I unlock you in the prophetic today. I release the Sulam anointing upon you today. May angels ascend and descend upon you in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. May the Lord be glorified through your life. May the world know that Jesus is alive by reason of him manifesting himself through you. I decree and declare as a prophet of God, there will be a difference from this day. When you stand before people, when you pray, there will be a change. That people will know that the Holy Spirit is upon you and he has anointed you to do the work of God, to be a shield for your family, to be a defender of your family. Let it be so now, in Jesus' mighty name. You have to learn to bring the battle to the devil. Stop allowing the devil to attack you. You should be the one that is attacking him. Let me explain it. Those who clap, may God give you more grace. Now listen, and listen very well. The devil in the first chapter of the Bible, or the first book of the Bible, in the third chapter, Genesis chapter number three, the devil is referred to as that serpent a serpent but if you move to revelations he's called that old serpent that dragon meaning if you don't deal with the devil in the book of genesis you don't deal with him in the beginning of your day if you don't deal with him in deuteronomy you don't deal with him in the book of acts you don't deal with him in the book of Reve if you reach the book of revelation he becomes that old serpent that dragon Killing a snake is easier than killing a dragon. Many of you are dealing with dragons because you failed to kill a snake. When God puts you in the garden, where everything you ever needed is, the devil will also be present. Because the one who holds on to what he has been given is the owner, not the one who is given. But the one who holds on to it is not how you start it's how you finish 
So if you don't deal with that snake and you let him become a dragon, you'll be dealing with a dragon that is breathing out fire when you should have dealt with a snake that you could just step on his head. God is telling me, tell them you deserve it. Then God took me to Psalm 103 and I saw the Psalm of David. Now you have to ask yourself this question. Did David become king because he deserved it? Because he worked for it or because God decided that he will be? Amen. God decided. Because God decided. Amen. So you don't deserve things because you worked, but because God decided. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The devil's work is for you to disqualify yourself from what God has already decided to give. I think this is for people in the back. The devil's mission is always to do one thing. To make you see that you don't belong where you want to be in. That you're not qualified to be where you are, you are desiring to be. Help us Lord. Because in his mind he knows that you have been taught everything that you have, you have to work for it. Shy. Teach it Papa. But there are things that are from Jesus that you can never work for. Hallelujah. That he can only give you. I receive. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he shall lift you up. Not because you deserve it, but because he decided. Ah. May God elevate you this hour. I receive. May God lift you up this hour. I receive. In the realm of the spirit, you see what is on your shirt. The Lord said me, your name is what is on your shirt. Hallelujah! What is your name? Rose. What do you have on your shirt? Hallelujah! Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why. Where is my mama Ghana power? I saw fire jumping from her and coming to you. And I'm trying to understand why. When I looked at you, I saw her. When I saw her, I saw you. Are you a nurse? You're in the medical field. Go to her, put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell. Campbell. As I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that he's about to bless the Campbell family. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Professor. I saw God taking words and ran with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Who is like Ogaga, Ogaga? Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Is Kenny, Ogba, Ogaga. Kenny. Ogba, Ogaga. Professor. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. <laughs> because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Professor. In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. Hey! You had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? 
in the lungs. You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How yeah. can I know these things? You know one thing about you, you are real. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless everybody. This is Prophet Lovi and I am glad to be here with all of you and I am excited to see what God is going to speak to us today. So I want you to let somebody know that Prophet is live and God is going to bless us in a mighty and powerful way. So I am grateful that everybody is here. Facebook, you're welcome. Uh, Periscope, you're welcome. And YouTube, you are welcome. So I want everybody to share and share and share and share. And uh, God is going to be blessing us this day. So I'm going to be continuing with the spiritual growing in the spirit. I'm going to be doing growing in the spirit and we are going to continue and pick up from where we left off. So I want everybody to be ready with your notebooks, with whatever that you have. And uh, God is going to speak to us in a dynamic and powerful way. It's, a, it's always a pleasure for me to be able to be here to speak to you and to, and to minister to you in the way that God wants us to do it. And I know all it will do is it will take you to a higher level and a new dimension in your walk with God. So I want you to let somebody know to let somebody know that Prophet Lovi is live right now. Glory be to the name of the Lord Jesus. God is so amazing and God is so good. Father, I thank you for everybody that is coming on. I thank you for their families. I thank you for their children. I thank you for their brothers and their sisters. I thank you for the Elias generation that are joining me now. Lord, I pray that the prophetic anointing upon me shall rest upon them also, that the eyes of their heart will be open, the eyes of their mind will be open, that their sensitivity and discernment to your spirit and to your word will manifest in a greater way this day. I pray that their life will never, ever, ever, ever be the same after this day. Father, I thank you that this is done in the mighty and powerful name of the living Jesus. Father, I thank you that every one of them is going to be blessed by reason of what they are going to hear today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen and amen. Ha, let me see who's on uh, YouTube. Let's, let's see the, my people on YouTube. YouTube, let me see who's here. My son, Fabian, is here. Uh, Kim, Philip, Siobhan, Jadi Stewart, Fatima Pei, everybody. Wow. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good. Keep sharing people and let people know. Let's see Periscope. And then we can begin. Glory be to God. Periscope, everybody on Periscope. God bless you. God increase you and God multiply you in a mighty and powerful way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Now listen to me. We've been talking about prayer. 
Do you remember what we've been talking about? We've been talking about prayer. How to equip your prayer with the word of God. And the last time I spoke to you, I said that if you pray without the word of God, you are, it's like somebody who has a gun but has no bullets in them. So you will fire, but there will be no effect because you are not equipped. The next thing that I also told you is that God responds not to your pain, but to what he set out to do. So God answers what he has already established to answer. He will never answer something outside of his will. He will never answer something outside of his word. He will never do that. God will always answer what he already set out to do. Glory be to the name of the Lord Jesus. So those are the very few other people that are, uh, if you didn't get to watch or whatever, you need to go and, uh, and watch before and, uh, and then come back again and uh, follow up. You can watch today and catch up. So today I want to talk about another thing that is very important that you need to add on your prayer that is even more important than the word of God. Somebody's going to say, how can anything be more important than the word of God? There is. Because you have to remember that before you had the Bible, the scriptures, people like Job did not have scriptures. How did they commune with God? How was the will of God revealed to them? So there's a, something that God looks at that matters so much because somebody can have the word of God, can, can, can have good words to pray, can have all these good attributes. But if you're missing this one thing we're going to talk about, you'll not be able to grow in the spiritual realm. Remember, we are still in the dimension of prayer. We are still in the dimension of prayer. If this part is missing, everything else you're doing is just show. This is what makes even faith work. Without this one, you can do acts of faith, but it will not be faith. I thought I would have people more excited. And this thing is under your control, not even God's control. This is something that you control. God gives you the word so that you know his promises, you know how to speak to him and to respond to him. God gives you the anointing to strengthen you during your prayer, to carry out what he has given you. But this one thing is in your power. Has nothing to do with him. It's in your power. I think people are asleep. Maybe, maybe it's too late. Maybe I should let people sleep. And then maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Uh, I think uh, Facebook, they are sleeping today. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. This one is going to be so deep because it will be scary for some people. But yet again, it's still so simple. It is simple and it is under your control. But if you're ignorant of it, you will not be able to manifest anything or do anything. I don't know if somebody is ready. Ready. You're ready? Yes. Let's go to the Bible. Let's go to scripture. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 2. Proverbs 16, verse 2. I want everybody to keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. Proverbs 16, 2. Is everybody ready? Amen. Is everybody ready? Now listen to what it says. All the ways of man are clean in his own sight. But the Lord weighs the motives. So God does not look at you doing a good deed. He looks at the motive why you did a good deed. God does not look at you quoted the word of God with so much power. God is looking at why did you quote the word of God? What is the intention behind your prayer? Many of you get into prayer and you pray because you are compelled to pray. But you don't have intention behind your prayer. Now God does not only answer faith because faith is released by intention. I don't know if somebody's hearing me. Yeah. The intention of a person determines the prayer of the person. Wow. The intention of a person determines the prayer that will come out of the person. Not because you have great words. Not because you, you know scripture. Not only because you believe. Somebody saying, uh, people are saying the, the service is kind of weird. It's choppy. Is everybody, can everybody hear me good? Let's see YouTube. Facebook, they're saying that it's kind of cutting up. Hallelujah. Is everybody listening? Hallelujah. Glory be to the Lord Jesus. Because desire and intention are different. I'll say that again. Desire and intention are different. Desire is something I really, really want really bad. Intention is why do I want it? Like so many people will say, I really want to prophesy. Why? I want to see people's names and why? Because if you don't know why you want something, God will never give it to you. 
true power in prayer true power in prayer is intention because intention gives birth to determination because if i have an intention of receiving my miracle i'll be determined by every means to do everything it takes to get it when the blind man heard that jesus was in town his intention was that jesus must heal me His determination caused him to scream and scream until Jesus stopped. Mm-hmm. That when he said Jesus, Jesus did not respond. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus did not respond. He said son of David, Jesus stopped. His intention wow. caused him to be determined that when now his scripture touched together with his words, God had to stop. Many of you God is not stopping to you because your intention is not tested. Because whenever you pray, God examines the intention of the heart. He checks, do you really want this? And what are you willing to do to get it? How is your mind made up to get it? I feel like I'm by myself here. This is a very simple principle. You can never just go and pray for the sake of praying. You don't just worship God for the sake of worshiping. You don't just praise God for the sake of praising God. Every single thing in a life in the life of a believer, in the life of a spiritual man, in the life of somebody who wants to function in the realm of the spirit, everything must be intentional because it leads to that point wizards and witches are intentional about their witchcraft it's terrible it's not powerful but their intention is set on every single thing that they do because if i say oh you know i am expecting a miracle but i don't intend to get the miracle my expectation is pointless the bible says he that comes to god must know that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him so for you to actually diligently seek him you need an intention a set mind i will seek him if you don't have that your expectation means nothing that's why we have so many people expecting oh i am expecting big things nothing is happening because god does not only god doesn't listen to words he listens to faith but faith comes from intention because intention says that i'm willing to do everything to get it intention says i am willing to do anything to get it I don't know if somebody can hear me. The Lord Jesus was intentional about the cross. The Lord Jesus was intentional about healing and raising the dead. 
He was not just expecting it. You cannot expect where you did not sow. I'm expecting a harvest, yet you did nothing to get the harvest. What are you expecting? Ah, somebody is not catching me. Be intentional. When you're intentional, let me show you. Go to, go to the scriptures. Let me show you something. Jeremiah 17.10. Jeremiah 17.10. Jeremiah 17.10. I, the Lord, search the heart. Why is he searching the heart? I test the mind. What is in the mind? Intention. Even to give each man according to his ways, according to the result of his deeds. So God is number one. Before he can do anything, he's looking at your intention. Every spiritual thing is activated by intention. When I'm getting ready to prophesy to somebody, I may not have heard God say anything, but my intention to hear God opens me up to hear God. Some of you, you're not intentional about your prayer time. You're not intentional about your, 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 your fasting. You're not intentional about reading the scripture. Everything that you ever do spiritually is triggered and is activated by intention. Anybody that is not intentional is just cruising through life. The Lord God was intentional about giving Jesus because he knew what he would harvest. I don't know if people are catching what I'm saying. It's very, you see, it's a very, very simple principle. First Samuel sixteen seven. I'm just showing you some things. First Samuel sixteen seven. First Samuel sixteen seven. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at the, at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For God sees not man, not as man sees. For man looked, looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So God rejected this man, meaning God before he selected David. He checked the bigger brother the younger brother, then he looked at everybody's intention, then he said, David is the one. Because when the prophet is going, God has already rejected. I think Facebook is having trouble because a lot of people are saying it's, fro it's freezing. Yeah. God is saying, I already rejected. 
Meaning when Samuel is going there to see who God was going to use, God had already rejected because God was already searching the intention. So some people wonder, oh, you know, I'm walking with God. I'm doing this. I've done everything that everybody could ever do. This and that and that. This, that, that. God is always. God is always. Always, 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 always. Looking at one thing and one thing only. Their heart. So, uh, First Chronicles twenty-eight nine. First Chronicles twenty-eight verse nine. Uh, if you're having issues on on Facebook, just go to YouTube. I think the the Facebook server is having issues, but we are still on. Glory be to Jesus. So when people say, "Oh, don't judge me," because God sees their heart. <laughs> Is the most foolish thing anybody can say. Oh, God looks at the heart. God does not look at what I'm doing outside. Huh? What you're doing outside is a reflection of your intention. <laughs> so when people say, it doesn't matter what you're doing outside, of course it matters because it shows what is going on inside. I feel like I'm by myself here. Wow. First Chronicle 28.9 As for you, my son Solomon, Know the God of your father and serve him with a, with a whole heart and a willing mind. Huh? Why willing? Because willing comes from, to will comes from intent. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will let you find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. <sighs> Listen, this is David telling Solomon. He's telling him, my son, know the God of your father. Know him very well and serve him with your whole heart. For God searches the hearts of all men and knows the intent of every thought. Now, my desire may be I want to be a millionaire. Why? God will question that intent and that intent will open up what you really want. Some of you, you sow seeds because you want a harvest, because you are tired of being poor. Which is not technically bad. But your desire is for self. It's not really so that the gospel can be preached. Not so that people can be blessed. Not so that people can, the person who is ministering can keep coming every single day to minister to you and to others so that people can receive the Lord. But your intention, your intention determines what is going to happen. It determines whether God is going to give you something or not. The prodigal son received what his father had because he was intentional. Father, give me half of my inheritance. Meaning he knew about his inheritance and he knew that it was his right. And he was intentional about having it and going to do his own thing. His brother who was loyal and faithful in, his, in the father's house. He had left this in his father's hands. 
So God is examining a hundred million percent the intention. When you go before God, he asks, why is he here? Intention will say, ah, God is just praying because it's a religious act. <laughs> that is why Cain was rejected. Do you realize that the Bible does not tell you why Cain was rejected? Yes. It just tells you that God rejected his offering. But why is God rejecting his offering? Because his intention. He was offering to God because his brother was also offering to God. Not because it was him, he just wanted to give something to wow. God. That's why he killed his brother. Because he was in competition with his brother. Jesus. When his brother did something, he also did it. When his brother did something, he also did it. Until he said, our ah, competition is too tight, killed him. Wow. So he did not offer to God because it was the right thing to do. He offered to God because it was... A, <laughs> It was a competition. His intention was not really to give anything to God. Wow. 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 I feel like I'm by myself here. This is deep. What is your intention? What is your intention? What is your intention? That is why David was praying, create in me a new heart, O Lord. Because his intention was corrupted at some point. He killed his friend, took his wife. He did some wahala crooked stuff. That he knew, he said, renew a right spirit within me. He was a man after God's heart, but he knew, ah, my intentions are bad. God, renew. Renew. Renew my heart. Give me a new heart. And give me <laughs> the right spirit. Yes. Can you explain that verse where he's saying, create in me a new heart, O oh God. What does that mean? Um, okay, now you have to remember. The heart is the soul. The heart is the soul. The heart is not spirit. Heart is soul. So, when he's saying create in me a new heart, it means his heart was bad. If you say, I don't want my heart, <laughs> you have to think about that statement. Create in me a new heart. Inside me, this heart I have is bad. Remember the Bible says, look at, uh, look at this, I know. Uh, look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. I don't know if we read that. Proverbs 4.23. Did we read that? Look at Proverbs 4.23. Okay. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. What does it say? Keep thy heart with all diligence. For uh -huh. out of it are the issues of life. Aha. Uh -huh. Read it again. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Uh -huh. For out of it are the issues of life. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Now, the word issues there is tuasa. Tuasa means <laughs> the outgoing, the border, the border 
or the going out. So issues there is not saying problems, but he's saying out of it is where things come out. The Lord Jesus said, out of, the, out of a good heart, out of a good heart does man bring out good treasures. So if you have a bad heart, what do you bring out? Bad treasures. Bad treasures. Corruption. So God examines that part because that's where the intention of man is hidden. Now, because man's ways are always right to himself, even when you have bad intention, you don't know that you have bad intention. Unless you're somebody who can examine your heart. As mature, a mature believer has the ability to examine their heart. They weigh themselves. They check themselves. That is why before you pray, you need an assessment. You need time to think about certain things. You don't just go into prayer and you start, oh God, you are wonderful. Oh God, you are precious. Now nah, it doesn't work like that. You must be intentional. The reason why the apostles slept when Jesus went with them to pray is because they had no intention of going there. They went with him because it was good to go with the Lord. I'm going to church because it's the right thing to do. We go to church. But you're not intentional to go in church and come out with a breakthrough. You're not intentional about going to church and coming out with an answer. You're not intentional about going in and coming out with a miracle. There's no intention. It's Thursday or it's Sunday. It's time to go to church. Not because you benefit from anything. You're not even thinking about benefits. You just want to be there because that's where you're supposed to be. Not because there is any intention about I have an appointment with God. There's no intention. This is a very small thing, but yet it's a very, very big thing. There is no leap of faith without intention. I don't know if somebody is catching this. Yes, ask a question. Hmm? Is the responsibility, or not, I don't know how to word this, but for lack of mm. a better word, the responsibility, can you pray to God to change your heart, or it's on you to take steps to renew your heart? You see, God cannot, God can help you change your heart, but you have to be intentional about it. When you want God to change you, if you're not intentional, God can't do anything. You have to want it. If you just say, God changed my heart, but you're not intentional about, I am actually tired of being this kind of person. God help me. Then God cannot help you because you don't mean it. Intent means I have actually made up my mind. Can God change somebody's heart? A hundred percent. God changed the heart of Paul. Paul changed. The Paul who was Saul and Paul were two completely different human beings because God encountered him and he became intentional about following Jesus. Then everything changed. That is why you have to be intentional about walking with the Lord Jesus. You have to be intentional about knowing God. That is why the scriptures say this. The Bible says this and he says it clearly. God, 
God searches the intentions of the heart. He does. Because if you say, oh, I'm just going out of faith because I, God told me to do this. Why would God tell you to do something? You get what I'm saying? Because if God tells you to do something, he will also reveal his intention. The problem is, God, if he shows you his intention, where you are and where God is showing you what will happen, don't match up. It takes him to take you through. So you need to be intentional about serving what God wants so that you can see the, out, the, 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 the end result, if I should say. I don't know if you're catching me. God always reveals his intention. When the Lord called me, he told me, I'm going to send you. I'm going to minister to people. I will heal people. I will do this. I will do that. I will do this. I will do that. Where I was and where God was taking me were completely night and day. But I made up my mind, Lord, I will do it. As long as you're with me, I will not be afraid. I will go. And I saw the intention of God for my life. I understood the purpose of God for my life. And I saw God work through my life. So where there is no intention, where there is no intention, that's why the Bible says, love your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your might, with all your mind. Why is he telling you that? Make it. How can you love God with your mind? Intention. Because he's saying love God with all your heart and with all your might and with all your mind and with all your strength. If mind is involved, it means there is intention involved. Anyone who prays without being intentional, anyone who goes before God without being intentional, you're wasting time. That is why when the Lord Jesus, people came to him, When people came to the Lord Jesus for miracle, for healing, for deliverance, he is God. Why is he asking them, what do you want me to do? Hmm. Lord, you see I am blind. I am coming before you. They are bringing me holding hand, my hand. I come before the Lord. He says, <coughs> what would you like me to do for you? How does that make sense? I want you to think about that. The Lord Jesus gave Peter fish because Peter's intention and his desire was to catch fish. That he did it all night. That he came to the morning when Jesus met him. He was washing his nets. Do you know fishermen wash their nets? Let me explain you the revelation here. I hope you can catch this. If you go fishing and you don't wash your net, your nets get messed up. It means you're not ready to go back tomorrow and catch again. So even though Peter worked all night, he came back with nothing, but he was still washing his net. Because he knew maybe tomorrow I may catch fish. So his intention was made up concerning this fish. Even though he did not catch fish. That's why the Bible does not say Peter gave up on fish. 
He gave up on the day. Because all night he did not catch anything. So he was washing his net. Perhaps we'll go back at night again and try again. So he washed his net because he was still preparing to go out. So the Lord Jesus met him at his intention of catching fish. That is why the Lord Jesus did not ask him, what do you want? The Lord Jesus is preaching and preaching and preaching and he tells him, let's go and catch fish. Because his intention was before him. Jesus is preaching him, he's washing his net in front of Jesus. So Jesus did not need to ask him, what do you want me to do for you? The Lord Jesus said, hey, enter your boat, let's go and catch fish. I wish somebody would catch me. <laughs> I wish somebody would catch it. That is why the Lord Jesus did not ask him, Peter, what do you want? That is why Peter repented. When the Lord gave him so much fish that the boat almost sank, he fell to his knees. He fell to his knees and said, Lord, what do you want with me? For I am a sinner. That is why the Lord Jesus did not tell him your sins are forgiven. What did the Lord Jesus tell him? Don't worry, I will make you fisher of men. Why did he tell him that I will make you fisher of men? Because Peter's mind was, I'm a fisherman, I know how to catch fish. Jesus said, now I'm giving you a new intention. The same way you caught this fish, you will catch human beings. If you follow me, you will never lack this fish, but you catch even human beings. That is why you find that the Lord Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church. Because when Peter decided to do something, he did it all the way. He was an extremist. When the Lord Jesus said, sell your coat and buy a sword, for it is not good for a prophet to die out of the city, because he knew the Pharisees were seeking to kill him. So the Lord Jesus, what did the Lord Jesus do? The Lord Jesus went and sent his disciples to buy a knife. When he entered Jerusalem, he was like, okay, you don't need to protect me. But when they came to arrest Peter, Jesus at night, Peter took out the knife that he was supposed to give up when they entered the city, cut the ears of somebody off. When you don't have intention or you don't understand the intent of God, you cut people's ears off from hearing God. That is why you see the Lord Jesus turns and tells him, did I not tell you that whoever kills by the sword will die by the sword? He picked up the ear of the man and put it back on him because this soldier was in his purpose to arrest Jesus so Jesus can go on the cross. Now Peter was working against the intention of God because he missed the memo. Now usually people who have missed the intention of God, they usually will cut other people's ears. They are the ones who tell you, you don't need to believe that. Like uh, 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 everybody has seen my video of the dragon, if you don't kill the dragon. Some people are arguing, saying on, on, uh, on, my, on my Instagram, saying, oh, 
uh, uh, and these are so-called believers. They are saying, ah, uh, you, you don't need to scare people about the devil. Another one said, ah, you, you need to understand something. You don't need to worry about the devil. Jesus dealt with the devil for you. Now my question is this. Why did God give you power to cast out demons if he took care of demons for you? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So people who have missed the purpose of God, they will be busy where people are receiving direction from God to cut the people's ears off so they don't receive the message of God to put them in their purpose. I feel like I'm talking by myself. Think about where is the logic there? Jesus is saying, in my name they will cast out devils. Jesus is not saying, I defeated the devil, you don't need to worry about him. He's saying you shall trample over devils. Why is he saying you? You have to be intentional about destroying the devil. You have to be intentional about casting out devils. You have to be intentional about healing the sick, doing all these things. Now people who have no intention, they put responsibility on other people. God did it. I don't need to do anything. Jesus paid for it. I don't need to pay anything. Why? Because intention is misplaced. So they will cut people's ears. If you come and hear my messages, and you hear how I talk about the Lord Jesus. Somebody will post a video and say, Ah, Prophet Lovi, because he likes to sit like this, it's a sign of Illuminati. <laughs> the devil is not a factor, yet God is giving you power to deal with the devil. Intention is destroying believers because in, they have no intent of their own. That's why they will say, Lord, let your will be done. God's will is already done. God's will was to give you Jesus. God's will was to destroy the works of the enemy through you. So he gave you power to do these things. His will is done. He has already made a way for you to enter heaven. His will is done. So if you're seeking anything else other than that, what intention, what else does God want? God has paved the way so that what you want, he can give it. That's why the Bible says, God, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire, not his heart. So when you're saying, God, let your will be done, you're saying, God, let your desires be done. His desire was already done. Jesus died. He made a way for you to enter heaven. All these things are done. So what desire? Your desire for my life. You already did it. What is your intention concerning what God has already done? I don't know if somebody is hearing me. A 
I don't know if somebody can hear me. I don't know if somebody is hearing me. Let's read one more. Let's let's read one more scripture. It, it may it may be it may be a blessing to somebody. It may be a blessing to somebody. Keep sharing and let it, let people know that uh, that uh, prophet is on. Glory be to his holy name. The Lord is worthy of all praise and adoration. The Lord is worthy of all praise and adoration. Hmm. Psalms verse seven and nine. Psalms verse Psalms chapter seven verse nine. Psalms chapter seven verse nine. Psalms chapter seven. Verse nine. Psalm seven nine. Are you ready? Read it. Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just, for the righteous God trieth the hearts and reins. <laughs> One more time. Oh, let the wickedness of of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just, for the righteous God trieth. The hearts and reins. Okay, let me read it in easier English for some people. Mm. All let evil, let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. For the righteous, for the righteous, God tries their hearts and their minds. Read it again now. Or let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, uh -huh. but establish the just. Uh -huh. For the righteous, God trieth the hearts and the reins. What is reins intention? Saying, but for the righteous, God tries the heart and the reins. He does not stop the wicked. In a child of God, God is not looking for wickedness. The wicked will finish the wickedness that comes out of them. But if you say you are His, He will examine your heart and your intention. Psalms 139. From verse 2. Psalms 139. From verse 2. Thou knowest my down sitting and mine uprising. Mm. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Ah, you understand my thoughts afar off. <laughs> Keep reading. <laughs> Thou campest my path mm. and my lying down, mm. and art acquainted with all my ways. All my ways. Uh huh. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it altogether. So many people think that what I say is going to make God move. Nah, God is looking beyond that. 
Because talk is cheap. Everybody can talk. I don't know if somebody's catching this. Ezekiel 11.5. Ezekiel 11.5. And the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me Mm -hmm. and said unto me, Speak. Thus saith the Lord, Thus have ye said, O house of Israel, mm-hmm. for I know the things that come into your mind, every one of them. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's their intention. Keep going. Ye have multiplied your slain in this city, mm-hmm. and ye have filled the streets thereof with the slain. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Your slain whom ye have laid in the midst of it, they are the flesh, and this city is the cauldron but i will bring you forth out of the midst of it did you read verse five just five and the spirit of the lord fell upon me Mm -hmm. and said unto me speak thus saith the lord thus have ye said o house of israel for i know the things that come into your mind every one of them matthew chapter 9 verse 4 matthew chapter 9 verse 4 Everybody that is coming on YouTube, subscribe because it's always more stable. So if you're on Facebook, go and subscribe also on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, subscribe to Facebook. Because these platforms go up and down. Sometimes their servers are just not good. But if, you're on, if you can also subscribe to Periscope and all that, by doing that, you make sure that you, know, you, you, you maintain, uh, the, 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 you don't miss what we are learning. Uh-huh. Read it. Matthew 9, 4. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said... Jesus knowing what? Their thoughts. Jesus knowing what? Their thoughts. So Jesus was not knowing their mouth. He was not knowing them by their words. He was knowing them by their intention. Wow. Wherefore, think ye evil in your hearts. Ah. So he's using intention to examine the heart. Mark 2, 8. Mark chapter 2, verse 8. And immediately mm-hmm. when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? And this is a group of people. Jesus is checking all their intention at the same time. Luke chapter 5, verse 22. Luke 5, verse 22. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Mm -hmm. Listen to that. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, Mm -hmm. He answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? 
Mark chapter 12 verse 40. Now this one is even going to be even crazier. Mark chapter 12 from verse 40 to verse 44. Mark chapter 12 from verse 40 to 44. Mhm. Which devour with those houses and for pretense make long prayers. These shall receive greater damnation. And Jesus sat over against the treasury. Now this listen to this. Look at this. The Lord Jesus is going to the church. He's going to church. He's going to the temple and sat where the offering basket was set. <laughs> the Lord Jesus is going to church and sat where the treasury was. To do what? Keep reading. And Jesus sat over against the treasury uh-huh. and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. He was checking, he was looking at how they were putting money in the basket. Uh-huh, continue. And many that were rich cast in much. He said many that were rich cast in much. How did he know that they were rich? Keep reading. And there came a certain poor widow. Uh-huh. How did he know he was a, she was a widow? He has never met her. Wow. How did you know that she was poor? <laughs> Because he's saying many that were rich put in much, meaning there were some rich that never put in much. So this widow, this old woman coming to put in, he already knows she's a widow and she's poor. So he's able to differentiate who he is who not by how they looked but by what was going on inside of them he could tell keep reading and she threw in two mites which make a farthing notice she also threw in meaning that she gave just the same way everybody gave everybody was throwing money in the basket she also threw what she had in the basket so her giving was not different from everybody else physically she gave exactly the same way everybody gave those who are rich those who gave little those who gave small even though they had everybody was giving the same way but only the lord jesus could tell who was who and how they were giving then what happened and, and he called unto him his disciples mm-hmm. and saith unto them verily i say unto you that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which cast into the treasury for all they did cast in of their abundance but she of her want did cast in all that she had even all her living how did he know it was all her living So the Lord Jesus is 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 calling is calling his disciples and telling them listen is telling his wife listen uh, uh, Jesus is telling is is sitting there watching all these people giving watching all these people giving he sa- he intentionally went to see how they were giving So he's watching them he's watching them and then when the widow gave He stopped everybody say hey disciples listen to this this woman 
gave more than everybody. Because everybody's intention was out of what they had, but she gave out of everything she had. So if God can go and examine basket in the church, when a man of God says, give with everything you have, they will say, ah, they just want money. So Jesus is going and sitting in church, observing, saying, all of you, you gave nothing. This woman gave more than you. Mm. Ah. (laughs) Go to the book of Acts. I'll read this one. Acts chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. Acts chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. Lebron de Liga Suva, Ke Pratiavate. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. So there were many apostles, but she laid it at their feet. But Peter said to Ananias, Why hath Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? How did Peter know that she was selling a land? How did he know that he was keeping part of the price? He was discerning the heart. He knew by intention. While it remains, remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto man, but unto God. Are you hearing this? He's saying, was not the money yours? Was it not your own land? Why are you coming to God acting like you're giving everything? But you're not giving everything, knowing that you kept part of it, but you came to please, to show men that you are also giving out of everything you have, like everybody else is giving. Don't you know you're not lying to man, but you're lying to the Holy Spirit? People think that Paul was just, Peter was just upset and... No, it was Peter discerning by the Spirit. So when people are giving, to me it's never anybody that knows me. They are my sons and daughters that give really big in church. But I never treat anybody different based on your giving. It's all the same to me. Because what I look at more is your heart. Not what you're giving. I care less for that. God himself cares less for that. Go to YouTube. So whenever you do any sacrificial thing before God, whether it's prayer, whether it's giving, no matter what it is, you need to know one thing and you need to know it very clearly. God wants everything with the right intention and with the right heart. 
your heart will say, I want to give something. Your intention can say, let's just give a portion. Mm. When you go to God with a portion, you will never accept. Mm. Unless you give out of the full, your whole heart has to be in agreement. Mm. Sometimes you have to discipline your heart to get into agreement. Your heart is saying, no, let's keep some of it. But you say, no, I'm going to do the right thing before God. I'm going to give my best before God. By that, you purge the heart. You remove that resisting of holding to self. I don't know if somebody's listening to me. I don't know if some, somebody's listening to me. Are you there? I always remember or use this testimony. This is my own testimony. When we were buying this home, God had told me by Monday we will have everything we need to put an offer for the house. But I call my spiritual father to pray. I'm like, Papa, we need prayer for this to happen. Mm. We pray and go and my father tells me, God says Saw 7,000, and by the beginning of the week, you have everything. Wow. Now, remember, I am short mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. wow. of what needs to be done. My heart did. <laughs> God, how can you tell me that you're going to give me what I need by Monday, but now you're telling me if you give this by Monday, I'll do this? I say, ah, God. Wakanda temptation is this. <laughs> this was Wakanda temptation. What kind of temptation is this? Uh, it shook me. But because my heart did that. But because my, 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 uh, my heart did that. I took out double what I was supposed to give. And I gave it because my heart disobeyed. Monday we got more than what we needed mm. way more than what we needed wow. when God wants to help you move to the next stage he checks your intention Abraham was not interested in killing his son mm. that's not what he wanted he wasn't even thinking about it God says give me your son you think Abraham was happy to do that he wasn't. His heart was saying no, but his intention was always to obey God. Wow. That is why the Bible says, and Abraham believed God and it was counted for him what? Righteousness. When he carried his son and God up there, what did the angel of the Lord say? Now I know. 
Now I know that you truly love me and I know that you obey me. God knows that you love him by your intention. Not your worship and your prayer. The devil tempts, but God tests. The devil will tempt you, God will test you. God does not tempt. God does not tempt because there is no evil in him. Temptation is to cause you to fall. But to test you is to show you where you are. To test you is to see where you are. God will test you. Say, God, I love you. He will test you. God, I want to be the greatest man of God. Oh, he will test you. To see if you will be actually the person you're saying. Because remember, every time you pass the test, you are promoted. Every time you fall into temptation, you are demoted. Now, God, when he tests you, it's not for his sake, it's for your sake. Because he knows your intention, he already knows that you are not going to do it. But because you're saying, Lord, I... You say, okay, here's the test to show you where your heart is. That's why David was saying, try me, O Lord. He was inviting him. He was inviting him. Lord, I know I love you. Try me. God will test you for your sake. Because you are claiming, Lord, I, 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 me, Lord, me, I, uh, me, I will never, I will never turn on you. I will never do this. Oh, how I love you. Oh, you love me. Test. Everybody now is being controlled in what they are saying. Mm. Are you going to proclaim me before people? There are people that God will not want to test them by proclaiming him in the presence of people. Mm. Because everybody's test is different. God will not test you on, 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 on things that you have passed. I don't know if somebody can hear me. So you will never know who you truly are until you're tested. You will never know how strong you are until you're tested. You will never know the anointing in you until you're tested. That is why the Bible says, and God led the Lord Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Because when you pass temptation, you are promoted. The Lord Jesus was led by the Spirit. He came out in the power of the Holy Spirit because he overcame temptation. So you need to really examine your heart. Don't fake it, but examine your heart. Am I intentional about really going on my knees and praying and, and seeking the Lord? Am I intentional about calling on the Lord? 
Somebody said, question, Genesis described God tempting Abraham concerning. You need to see the word tempting in Hebrew because remember, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew and the New Testament is written in Greek. The word for tempting there is actually testing. It's not tempting because temptation says God wants to see if you're, he wants to make you fall into sin. Testing that the, the intention of test is for you to pass the test, to prove that you know what you're talking about, to prove that you actually learned what God wanted you to have. Temptation is so that you can fall because temptation has to do with your own evil desires. Because the devil, when he comes to somebody, he, he provokes your desires, your own evil desires. He will plague, he will try your desires. So when he comes, he knows an example. Some people have lust problems, but they are praying. So they think they are strong because they are praying. So the devil will just bring a man or a woman to do some catwalk in front of you. <laughs> to provoke what is inside of you. To start coming up. Because remember, the deep calleth unto the deep. So what the devil comes to do is this, is to poke and provoke that thing that you have been dealing with that is inside to come up so that you can fall. But God, when you are tempted, he comes. When that thing comes outside of you, God can take it from you. Because the only way God removes an evil thing in you is it has to come out of you. So when the devil is trying to tempt you, God uses that opportunity to remove it from you. Wow. Wow. God uses that opportunity to remove it from you. Because by then now you understand that this thing is actually trying to kill me. This is what was inside of me. If you want to know that you have things hidden inside of you fast, <laughs> when you fast, you are easily irritated. Everything that is inside of you will spill out that day. After the first day, ah, if you stay on course for seven days, everything that was inside breaks off you. Because God is not interested in cutting the leaves or the branches of the thing that is plaguing you. The Lord is interested in removing it from the roots. So my question for you is this. How intentional are you about spiritual things? Especially walking with God. Pray. 
What are you intentional about? That is the question. Are you using God like a gold digger? I'm going to get what I want and do my own thing. What's your intention? Because that speaks to what is going to happen. When you make up your mind, I am going to walk with God. And you begin to actively do things towards that intention. The spiritual realm will just open like this. If you're not sure, that gate will close until the day you're sure. Tomorrow is Sunday, right? I think I'm going to go now how to pray with your spirit. Amen. I think that's the next one. Yes. But even your prayer in your soul can be spiritual if your intention in your heart is right. Because you don't cast out devils in tongues. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Let me pray for people. So, uh, I'm going to be calling people for one-on-one, -on -one, I think, Monday. Monday. This weekend has just been busy. I'm sorry I've been postponing some of you, but Monday, I'm going to be on uh, praying for people, especially those on one-on-one. -on -one. And fasting begins Monday. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you the details on the fast. We're going to do a two-week fast from Monday to next Thursday. So be ready. I'm going to pray for you now. All those who are giving, God bless you, God multiply you, and God increase you. Go to prophetlovey.com right now, and God will bless you. Let me pray for you. Father, in the mighty and powerful name of your son Jesus, I thank you, O oh Lord, that you're teaching your people to be intentional about seeing you and walking with you. Father, I pray now, that every single thing that they have struggled with in their life, I pray for clarity this day. I pray that their intentions would be made right in your sight from this hour in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Let true change and transformation manifest today in the mighty and powerful name of the living Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. God bless everybody. Subscribe to the, uh, to the YouTube, subscribe to the Facebook, um, and also Periscope. You can find me on, on Instagram, on Twitter, on all those things at Prophet Lovi. God bless everybody. Shalom, shalom.
in the realms of the spirit when you were carrying him there was a big challenge in the realm of the spirit it was a difficult pregnancy to yes. carry him yes. to the point that it looked like you're going to lose him at some point yes. because i remember i am seeing it in the realms of the spirit when you're about four months going to five months yes. i saw you bleeding that yes. you thought that you actually lost him yes yes professor i am trying to understand what these two angels are saying because i'm hearing one saying God with us, and the other one is saying Emmanuel. Uh, what is that? Emmanuel. Hey. Zoom, zoom, zoom. So I think six three zero zero. When I got to this place, I saw an address like eight one one one. The angel told me walk five steps. I walked five steps and I saw like unit five. I saw a two. I saw a nine. I saw another nine. I saw a three. I saw a zero. I saw a B. It's like a pay view or something like that. But huh? I don't know what this is. I'm seeing a D, an R, and an N. But I saw, I saw him doing this, throwing seeds. When people are throwing seeds, it means they have a calling, a pastoral calling to feed people and to raise people. Huh? You said what? Clariosto improdovida shalakate le mande Provein den kishta agosta alova kalamande le pronde ligista I pray for you in the name of Jesus That the Lord will touch you wherever you are I pray that the Sulam anointing shall come upon you as you listen to this prayer I pray that your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes and your spiritual understanding shall be unlocked this day. I pray that the mysteries of Jehovah God shall be released unto you. I pray that you may know his power, that you may know his love, that you may know his might in your life this day. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. May what was impossible become possible now. Lande le kishta avuka la bronde le kishta vara kia se mevra tufta ika la vande le bronde dia la clariosto fradei ke le kishta avuka talamande laisti constelesta in glory fantelino mevretita atuva kashuka prave dia amande Langa tita labra de liga oka pava ke tila mande le pronde vikate zila kusha mevrafia azufeke kinkarabasonte lekeya azuke prade kista amande le kusta prava kushte ikarabakante le teleba sovare makusha arade di azaka talabante Mondele kashte iza azuva 
Meria Azuka Dalamande Karabatoste Capro Sotolomande Lekeshta Azuka Ramande Mavo 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 I pray that my encounters with the Lord will become your encounters. I pray that every single angelic visitation that I've experienced, may the Lord favor you today. May the Lord give you the grace to see the things that I have seen and beyond. I unlock you in the prophetic today. I release the Sulam anointing upon you today. May angels ascend and descend upon you in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. May the Lord be glorified through your life. May the world know that Jesus is alive by reason of him manifesting himself through you. I decree and declare as a prophet of God, there will be a difference from this day. When you stand before people, when you pray, there will be a change. That people will know that the Holy Spirit is upon you and he has anointed you to do the work of God, to be a shield for your family, to be a defender of your family. Let it be so now in Jesus' mighty name. You have to learn to bring the battle to the devil. Stop allowing the devil to attack you. You should be the one that is attacking him. Let me explain it. Those who clap, may God give you more grace. Now listen, and listen very well. The devil in the first chapter of the Bible, or the first book of the Bible, in the third chapter, Genesis chapter number three, the devil is referred to as that serpent a serpent but if you move to revelations he's called that old serpent that dragon meaning if you don't deal with the devil in the book of genesis you don't deal with him in the beginning of your day if you don't deal with him in deuteronomy you don't deal with him in the book of acts you don't deal with him in the book of Re if you reach the book of revelation he becomes that old serpent that dragon Killing a snake is easier than killing a dragon. Many of you are dealing with dragons because you failed to kill a snake. When God puts you in the garden, where everything you ever needed is, the devil will also be present. Because the one who holds on to what he has been given is the owner, not the one who is given but the one who holds on to it. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. 
So if you don't deal with that snake and you let him become a dragon, you'll be dealing with a dragon that is breathing out fire when you should have dealt with a snake that you could just step on his head. God is telling me, tell them you deserve it. Then God took me to Psalm 103. And I saw the Psalm of David. Now you have to ask yourself this question. Did David become king because he deserved it? Because he worked for it? Or because God decided that he would be? Amen. Because God decided. Amen. So you don't deserve things because you worked, but because God decided. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The devil's work is for you to disqualify yourself from what God has already decided to give. I think this is for people in the back. The devil's mission is always to do one thing. To make you see that you don't belong where you want to be in. That you're not qualified to be where you are, you are desiring to be. Help us Lord. Because in his mind he knows that you have been taught everything that you have, you have to work for it. Shy. Teach it Papa. But there are things that are from Jesus that you can never work for. Hallelujah. That he can only give you. I receive. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he shall lift you up. Not because you deserve it, but because he decided. Ah. May God elevate you this hour. I receive. May God lift you up this hour. I receive. In the realm of the spirit, you see what is on your shirt. The Lord said me, your name is what is on your shirt. Hallelujah! What is your name? Rose. What do you have on your shirt? Hallelujah! Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why. Where is my mama Ghana power? I saw fire jumping from her and coming to you. And I'm trying to understand why. When I looked at you, I saw her. When I saw her, I saw you. Are you a nurse? You're in the medical field. Yeah. Go to her, put the mic on her. I'm a nurse. Were you married before? Okay, go to my mama Ghana. I'm divorced. I saw somebody else with a name like Campbell. Campbell. As I was walking in the realms of the spirit, God says that he's about to bless the Campbell family. I saw somebody in the Bible called Anna, but God said no, Anne. Tracy Anne. Ah. Prophesy. I saw God taking words and ran with it to the ends of the world. What does he do? Who is like Ogaga Ogaga? Do you know somebody called Kenny? Kenny, that's me. Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Kenny Ogba Ogaga. Who has a name that starts with like an M? Just said Maria. Maria. (laughs) Because I was looking at you there, I'm seeing an M on your forehead. I saw God putting a garment on somebody called Jonathan. My first name. Prophesy. In 2013, you are not supposed to be here. Hey! You had surgery. Major surgery. I looked at you and I saw an x-ray. I saw your body beyond the flesh. And the Lord told me that we need to pray for his lungs. I'm sick right now. Where? 
in the lungs. You've seen me before. I've never seen you before. How yeah. can I know these things? You know one thing about you, you are real. <laughs>